Hello and welcome to CX Today. My name is Charlie, I'm the senior editor here, and today I'm delighted to be joined by Tony Lorenzen, SVP and general manager of intelligent engagement at Nuance, which is now, of course, uh, part of Microsoft. Tony, it's great to have you join us. How are you doing today? I'm doing great today. Thanks for having me on. Well, it's great to have you, uh, have you on, and I imagine it's been two very busy weeks for you being part of the uh, big kind of launch of the Microsoft Digital Contact Center platform at um, Microsoft Inspire. So I was just wondering to kind of kick us off, if you could talk to me a little bit about the mood in the Microsoft camp and why Microsoft see uh, an opportunity uh, within the contact center space. Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, you know, it's been going on for some time, you know, since the acquisition, you know, which was, you know, officially closed on March 4th. So, you know, since March 4th, we've been working really closely together um, to, to maximize the value that Nuance brings, given our 20 years of, you know, contact center history uh, and what Microsoft has in their scale, right? So kind of the, the best of both worlds. And as we started talking and working with uh, the Microsoft teams, we realized a few things. Number one, when you think about the size of the market that we're after, when you think about combining, you know, the, the contact centers uh, as a service market, you think about combining the what we call CCAI or contact center AI market, um, as well as the customer service market, it's a $70 billion overall opportunity. Um, so it is an enormous opportunity for us. And, you know, that was, you know, clearly as we did our work and you know, looked at is, is it is the market, the, the market we want to be focused on and, you know, certainly having a $70 billion market um, is, is certainly appealing. The second is, you know, one of the, the problem that we're trying to solve, actually, when you really think about it, um, and, that made the, and the problem hasn't been solved, but the problem is this, which is how do you create connected experiences? Everyone's heard the term omni-channel, everyone's heard the, you know, that term and what it you know, means to different people to different things. But for us, we looked at it and said, well, we haven't really solved the problem. When you think about omnichannels, how do we connect experiences? You know, experience, experiences for a consumer and also experiences for a, a contact center agent. So we, we felt we had a great opportunity with all of our combined assets to create this kind of, you know, connected platform with connected insights, you know, leveraging all of the, the goodness of, of Nuance and all of the goodness of Microsoft. Um, so that's, you know, if you looked at the Digital Contact Center launch, um, that's exactly what we did, um, you know, leveraging all of the, the combined assets. And then lastly, we, we, we feel, you know, uh, you know, we talked about the market, we talked about, you know, the problem we're trying to solve, and then it became to, you know, can we win in that market? And, and we certainly have the right to win. I mean, Nuance has been in, in the contact center market for 20 years, Microsoft's been around forever. Microsoft is, you know, have, has done just some great things recently with, you know, you know, what they're doing with Teams, what they're doing with Dynamics, and their Azure communication services. So all of that together just gives us, you know, just a, the confidence that not only what we're doing from a marketing perspective, but you know, we have that right to win, and we have the right right set of capabilities to do so. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's three really great uh, points there. Of course, the size of the market is a major uh, appeal. Also, the kind of the connected offering that you mentioned. Um, as well, obviously, Teams has been a huge, uh, it's, it's just blowing up recently. Uh, something I think has maybe gone under the radar a bit with this announcement um, is also kind of the Microsoft Power uh, edition as well, which I think could be potentially huge. And you add all of that, you blend that in, and you add the nuance in there as well. And that's creating something really exciting. And it's kind of talking to some analysts since this move, a lot of them are pointing to the nuance kind of as the strong, as perhaps the strongest part 
of this um, offering. How, which nuance features uh, do you think, kind of as a nuance man, really help to differentiate the solution? Well, I like the term nuance, but I'll have to use that in the future. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, there are really four things. So first, it's our conversational IVR. We've been doing, you know, voice cell service for a long, long time, over two decades. So what we're bringing to the table is our ability um, to add, you know, from an enterprise grade perspective, you know, bringing in dialogue, bringing in our, our speech rec capabilities, you know, that conversational IVR, what we call conversational IVR. It's not your typical, you know, DTMF IVR, not your typical, you know, you know, prompt response sort of question, but it's creating, you know, you know, putting the putting consumers in control of the dialogue with, with organizations. So that's the first aspect that we've brought to the table. And you mentioned before about, you know, um, Microsoft RPA, one of the big differentiators, and we believe strongly that we have unmatched in the industry around the world. When you think about Nuance's ability to do um, automated self-service across Western Digital, and now when you think about Microsoft's RPA um, capabilities, you know, where we're automating workflows, we now have from an end-to-end -end point of view, um, just the, the most holistic set of automation capabilities from automating consumer engagement, automating um, you know, agent interactions, and basically automating business process workflows all under one umbrella, which is a huge market differentiator for us. So anyway, I just wanted to highlight that one, one point that you made before about RPA. Or, or the Microsoft PR platform. The second is uh, our gatekeeper product. So you think about now the context center industry and um, you know what's going on with you know fraud. Um, you know our gatekeeper product is now going to be integrated with Dynamics. Um, you know to to help you know contact centers fight fraud. Uh, fight fraud. And you also notice um, we put our security and biometrics our gatekeeper uh, products under the personalization umbrella in our announcement. The reason for that is, is you know, if you can identify and authenticate a, a consumer, you can you can leverage all the rich data that you have about them to personalize that experience. So that's one of the reasons why when you look at our announcement, it, it, it didn't fall in a security pillar; it actually fell in a personalization pillar, and that's the reason for that. And then lastly, is our, our mix um, um, DIY set of tools that that we uh, are now bringing to market, uh, combined with PVA. Which now, um, when we think about those conversational experiences I talked before, about before, we created Mix to actually enable those conversational experiences. Um, so now, when we think what Microsoft has, similar to kind of the voice on the self-service and RPA, now think about PVA, which is low no code, and our Mix capabilities, which is pro, what we call pro code, professional code. Now, a developer, a customer, partner has a full breadth of, of capabilities um, at their disposal, uh, depending on the size and complexity of the applications they're trying to create. So, so those are all the things that what Nuance brings to the table that really is really, really exciting from my perspective. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's no surprise really to hear you mention kind of conversational AI, conversational uh, IVR, and also kind of those uh, biometrics and authentication solutions, which Nuance were always kind of so highly, highly regarded for. I mean, for a long, long time. Uh, and then also kind of you, your mention of RPA in there um, as well is very interesting. And that kind of uh, leads us on to kind of how well Nuance is kind of mixing uh, now and integrating with the Microsoft platform, which is very good to see. Um, but also in terms of kind of moving on and talking about the wider kind of Microsoft uh, new CCAS platform, which other kind of features uh, are exciting you the most? 
Yeah, so we've, we've talked a lot about self-service so far, um, you know, but when you really think about a context in our offering, it's not just about consumer engagement, it's about agent engagement, right? The context in our agents, which are the most valuable and most expensive part of any contact center. So as part of this integration, um, you know, we're combining what we have, what we call agent AI. We have our ability for next best action, next best response um, you know, capabilities. Microsoft has the ability to research a bunch of uh, knowledge and um, uh, FAQs. So now the, the two of them combined together provide just similar to my you know, self-service for you know, consumer all the way to the backend workflow. Same for our agents, right? We're, we're now able to bring AI of, you know, what is actually happening in the interaction? How do you prompt an agent for, hey, this is the, the, the next best thing you should say or product you should propose or, um, you know, here's the compliance statement you may not have, have read because you need to, um, or to, all the way to here's, the, you know, the sample knowledge bases to, to pull information from. So, so agent AI is another really strong element of the overall offering that um, is, is pretty exciting. And then adding to that, and again, staying focused on the agent side, now our integration with Teams, we mentioned Teams before. So now, you know, think about, the, think about your interactions with a contact center. Like you call in, you're talking to a contact center agent potentially, um, or chatting with them for that matter. Um, and, and there's a question you ask that they need to pull other members in. They put you on that proverbial hold and say, please hold for five minutes. You know, I'm going to go chase some things around. Now with Teams, though, they can actually pull you know, people together much more seamlessly, what we call swarming, um, to help solve that particular um, inquiry. And it's all based on intelligence of what skills other agents may have. So just think about now that capability, eliminating that, hey, i got to put you on hold for a few minutes to, to go research your answer, um, you know, the ability to pull other skills in together you know, just with a click of a button. So anyway, those are two things that's on the agent side that I thought would be interesting to, to highlight for you. Yeah, it's really good, especially for you to uh, pick out the agent side because contact centers are under so much strain now and kind of agent well-being can perhaps be shifted to the side and to give them that support through those solutions is, is, uh, is yeah, it's refreshing, uh, is refreshing to hear certainly and kind of those self-service and agent assist examples that you uh, gave are kind of good proof of how Microsoft is working towards improving the agent experience. Uh, but kind of as a final question now, I kind of want to look look out into the future. Um, and that is just to ask you kind of, what do you think the future holds for Microsoft within the CPS space? Well, yeah, I think a couple of things, um, you know, one, we're creating this horizontal platform. You know, we talked about, you know, everything from now consumer automation to, um, you know, backend workflow automation. We talked about the ability to do this on a platform with no low code to pro code. You know, we talked about the agent efficiency where, you know, we bring in, um, you know, the components we have combined with what I didn't mention before is, you know, Microsoft's universal desktop. So all of these one plus one equals three um, things that are happening. But the thing that is going to be most interesting is how do we apply this to solve like real world business problems, especially in, in key industry verticals. Um, every vertical is a little different. You know, look at the telco space, you know, their contact centers are hit with like really, really long hold times because of the complexity of, of, of the type of interaction. When you think about financial services, there's a lot of compliance reasons and, you know, people like looking to do specific things with their accounts and, transact and transactions. Um, so anyway, so what I get excited about in the future is not, you know, now that we've created this horizontal platform, is actually now layering on top these industry vertical solutions that really at the end of the day is driving business outcomes for our customers, you know, the, the, the consumers of the platform. So mm -hmm. that's, you know, what you should be looking forward um, towards in the future.
Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's uh, it's very uh, good as well that we obviously in the US you do a lot of work in healthcare. So I imagine Microsoft's kind of got quite a bit of a head start there, but also to see how it will venture into different uh, verticals in the future will be very interesting. And I thought it was uh, I thought it was uh, great kind of how you also went back to talk about the desktop, and it just shows how kind of comprehensive this new operating is uh, is turned out to be. Uh, but I think. Kind of looking out into the future is a great place to end today's chat. But uh, thank you very much for joining me, Tony. It's great to hear from you. Well, thanks. I appreciate you uh, inviting us on. Thank you. And thank you, everybody, for watching, too. Bye for now. Thank you. Bye-bye.